This is E.B. Smith with Personal Rhythm and Blues. Yesterday, I had an encounter with a individual that was more difficult to work with than 98% of the people in one department. Now, don't take this the wrong way, but I am most likely the easiest person to get along with as long as we keep the rules the same. I am not saying that once in a while I won't give you some difficulties, but I try to only do that when I feel assaulted or confused. And then usually if I find myself in the wrong, I apologize and I move forward. This individual, uh, irregardless of what we worked on at any time, he just continued to be a jerk. So because I made a commitment to myself recently to be more cordial and to be more forgiving, with that in mind, although I know I didn't do anything wrong to him when he did it the first time, I apologized anyway. And just as I thought he would do, he basically said, don't take it wrong, but no hard feelings. Now, no, he did not apologize. He acknowledged that I may have did something wrong, but in no way did he in turn apologize. He said, apology accepted. So, okay, good. So in the next few weeks after that, I just avoided him to make sure that it wasn't any altercation or words evil words said amongst, you know, each other. But it didn't take long for him to be disrespectful to me again. And he was a little harsh. And so I said, well, maybe that's just, he's not having a good day. And he just started being real condescending. And I paused and waited while I stood around and kind of watched him move around me and I just kind of stayed out of his way. And um, I was obviously upset and my supervisor knew it and he allowed me that room to be in my space while I still had to observe what my role was in my job. And just when I thought that he was done, he lowered another um, insult at me. And when I say lowered, I mean he eased it in as much as he could and then he blatantly just outright said it. So the conversations between him and my boss was not about me, but he somehow ease it in just so he can insult me. And when I said to him, okay, that's it. You're not going to continue to do that. Um, without missing the beat, he looked at me with his 
legs wide open, open arms and said, I just did. And at that point, as I felt my hand easing up toward my chest, not because I was having a heart attack, but because I was going to react, I said, I need to move on. Now, some of you guys are made in a way where you can ignore insults and they roll off your back. I admit I'm not there yet. I need to grow up a little. So since I know I'm not there yet, I walked away and took a breather. And as I paused, I thought about how could I have handled that situation better? And one of the things I could have done is um, just kind of walked away early on. So by the time he threw the second insult, I would have been calm, possibly calmed down by then. Maybe not, but that's a high probability if I would have walked away, stayed away long enough. So as I was um, sitting in my shop thinking about what had just happened, um, my supervisor came in and basically just said, hey, I'm apologizing for him. He's got a bad demeanor, and I'm sorry you had to experience that. And the gist of our conversation was, hey, I still want you to be involved with what he's doing, but let's just try to find some way where it can work. I mean, he's only here for two more days. Um, and while he's here, I want you to be able to get as much from him as you can because he's going to help you do your job easier. So I agreed, but it wasn't going to be that day. Um, I didn't sleep well. I was very quiet at home. I didn't want to speak to anyone. And I was clearly upset. And I don't know if I had a problem sleeping, but I do remember thinking about it the first thing in the morning. And I had rehearsed how I was going to act all day. Uh, and I kind of didn't want to go back into my old mindset, and that is to find a way to retaliate. Um, so just to make sure that I wasn't going to do that, I needed to remind myself of what is the proper response to a rude and ignorant person. So I spent the morning watching a ton of YouTube videos on working with difficult people and bad energy and that sort of thing. Uh, they helped. Because what I discovered more than anything else is negative energy. He created this energy which lasted more than 24 hours. And I allowed it in and he didn't ruin my evening. He didn't ruin my night. He didn't even ruin my day. But he was able to borrow space from me. I allowed that to happen. And I an old co-worker used to say he was allowed to live in a space that he hadn't paid rent at. 
and I'm guilty. Hands, both hands raised. I was guilty of letting it happen. But as I went to work, and one of the co-workers from another department had heard about the incident, and I had mentioned it to him before I left work, and he said, man, listen, it didn't sit well, sit well with me last night, and I got to talk to you about it. And he, um, in short, our conversation was about um, he had the same run-ins with the same guy, and he wanted to make it known that this guy was complicated to work with and that the department needed to do something about his behavior or he personally was going to take some additional measures to make sure that he had stopped. You know, I wasn't going to allow this guy to have more time for me, energy. So I basically just said, okay, whatever. Um, but then I had a second thought as he was talking. I said, let me just explain to my white boss um, why I was clearly upset, probably more than he would have been yesterday. And then I explained. And maybe I wanted to put this in another podcast, but I'm going to explain it here. Um, as a black man. No matter how educated you are, no matter how established you are, you spend your life, or at least you feel like it, you spend your life trying to prove yourself to people who may have some uh, predisposed notions of you being lazy or uneducated or don't belong, whatever, wherever they come from, whether it's because of um, financial status or racism, period. And unfortunately, in the building trades, it's a systemic racism. And I don't know if it's more racism or more um, just a good old boy network. You know, I the industry was full of people when I got in that... One only hired their sons to take over positions and trained them and taught them the trade and taught them electrical work and hired their brothers, cousins and, you know, nephews and nieces. And it was a good old boy network. And so it just happened to be Italians and and whites and, and, and uh, you know, European descendant people, Czechoslovakians and Slovenians and uh and I'm not saying that those people are the only ones that did it, but I'm just um, telling you what my experiences were. And so what happened was um, I spent most of my life doing that because my father had done it and I was comfortable doing it. And I made lots of money doing it. Not only was I making money employed in some of the Fortune 500 companies around the country, but I was, you know, I started a subcontract business where I was doing service work for people from all walks of life, you know, football executives, you know, people who own big law firms, people who own chain stores and restaurants. And I became very good at it and made lots of money doing it, whether it was um, electrical work, maintenance work, refrigeration work, or running a crew to do repairs. I made a lot of money doing it. 
Um, but what I found out throughout the industry was that nepotism never left. And it made a mental impression on me that I never forgot. And it hurt me very bad sometimes, but I knew I had a family to feed, so I had to take it. And my reaction has not always been favorable, uh, meaning forgiving, loving, understanding. It's always been retaliatory. That all being said, I lost valuable time, valuable money, and possibly in opportunities of a lifetime because I had learned to process these things the right way in the past. I became um, defensive, protective, defiant, revengeful, angry, all of the negative feelings that come along with what happens to you when, you know, as a result of what things like this, when they happen. And it wasn't those people who were the other party who lost. It was me. Um, it's not abnormal to have reactions to what somebody's doing to you. But at some point in your life, you have, a, have to have enough wisdom so that some things work out in your favor, especially if you know you're going to go through them over and over and over and over and over again. So although I appreciate that some of you listening may have some compassion for what I had gone through that day and what I've been going through for the last 30 years, my point in telling you all of this is no matter what I was feeling, I need to always remember that I need to do what's best for my whole self, meaning my mind, my body. And one of those things mean always being in control of who you are and what you can do and what your purpose is. And so, that's what I want to say today. Had this happened to me and in my mind, I could have said to myself, I know who I am. I've been good at this for a very long time. I'm a professional. So no matter what he's saying to me, I can't receive it, nor am I going to own it. And it's a lot to be said in short, such a short period of time. But just that if I would have just had that in my mind, if I knew that. And perhaps maybe, just to dig at myself, maybe I have some form of um, low self-esteem in that area. I don't know. But I can tell you that what I just repeated to you was not the first thing on my mind to be thinking about 
how valuable I am, how useful I am and how experienced I was and that I deserve to be there in my purpose. I didn't, didn't cross my mind. The first thing that crossed my mind was to retaliate. But the second thing that crossed my mind is you can't. It would be unprofessional and it would turn the tables and make you look like you were the perpetrator. And not saying that I am a victim, but at that moment, I would have no longer been the person that had been victimized. So maybe you are going through something like that right now. And maybe my story identifies with something you've been through recently or last year. But let this be a lesson so that I'll speak to your heart right now and say, just because something bothers you emotionally, try to, to find what is best for your whole self and your reaction. It's not enough to fool your self before an incident like this. But it means a lot when you fool yourself after, after an incident like this. And what I mean by that is you can pretend that you're confident. You can pretend that you are sure about yourself. And then when something like this happens, all of that goes out the window. Where that trickery should be used at the end. When you're going through this fight, whether it being attacked or humiliated, um, it's all in all being able to convince yourself that you are more important than what they may be portraying you to be. That's what this is all about. Um, I'm going to leave you with this song. Everybody plays a fool. Listen, love thyself to thyself be true. Learn to listen to you. You're the most important part of your future because you recognize what lived in your past. This is E.B. Smith with Personal Rhythm and Blues.